0: Let's say hello to Terence Flanagan at his home in Dublin 15. Hello, Terry. I believe you were in Hoth the other day. Yes, I was. You'll remember a couple of years ago, after the fires in the head, I met Mm -hmm. with um, Biodiversity Officer of Fingal. That was um, Hans Visser. Yes. And they were in the process of initiating a new project to target the fire hazards. And he told me that the council had teamed up with the Old Irish Goat Society. Mm. And they were introducing a herd of goats onto the head to feed on the gorse and bracken. And I was back again earlier this year, following up on the birth of this year's kids. But isn't it the rutting season now for goats? Yeah, it is, Derek. Actually, I didn't realise it. It's the same time, or pretty much the same time of the year, as it is with the deer in the park. Yeah. So I went back to monitor the progress of this project and to see how the goats were getting on. And I met up with Sinead Keane of the Old Irish Goat Society.
1: Hi, Terry. we we'll are bring you on in. This is uh, the book barn in here.
0: Yeah, getting out of that wind. It's very windy. It's always windy <laughs> here Brilliant. on Hothead. Head. Oh, it's I really can pressure. see. One, two, three, four... Five, five goats in here.
1: There is. These are our book crew. They're actually just returning from deployment up in Mayo. Right. They've been working on a gunner site up there for the last two weeks and they're just coming back in now. So They're kind of decontamining, I suppose you could say because they've been working on an invasive species so this is a control zone to make sure that we don't, um, when they're still excreting in their faeces they could still have seed load so we are just have them in here as a control and then they'll go back out onto Hoth but it's just to make sure that we don't transfer any of the invasive species on to this site.
0: Now, there are unique breed this old Irish goat. Tell me a little bit about them.
1: They are. These animals arrived on the island 5,000 years ago with Neolithic settlers and as a consequence of their early arrival and the amount of time that they spent here adapting to life in Ireland what we have now today is an animal that has really co-evolved with our climate and landscape. They're a cold weather goats. So they're fully adapted to the weather here. They actually develop and lose a cashmere layer depending on the season so that they have a nice warm insulation to prepare for the winter. Well look at these guys mm-hmm. here.
0: They fairly hairy <laughs> they
1: are They are and they're coming into winter coats now so actually we're watching their coats change and that'll continue developing through the winter it's a slow enough process but they'll be for the cold season they'll be ready to go and then really in terms of diet that actually adaptation also has meant that we have an animal here who doesn't require modern inputs they can actually thrive on wild forage and they actually won't eat modern fruit or vegetables which tends to surprise people but they are a selective browser so in terms of a conservation grazing mechanism they really are an extraordinary mechanism to be using because they eat a little bit move on and although in our project we're able to concentrate them in areas to work on fire breaks they do not overgraze once you have management and we're able to move them onto other sites.
0: Now these five goats here are they fully grown?
1: No we've got a couple of different ages um, in this book group here actually if you take a look at their horns you can actually find out the age of the animals that we're looking at because for each year of growth they develop a growth ring so if you have a look you can actually see see the lines that actually lets us age the goat so um but we have a a couple of different ages within this little group here and those horns actually grow for their entire life they
0: seem very relaxed they are uh, i would have thought there might be itching to get back out again
1: <laughs> honestly it's a funny thing but the boys are actually a little bit more relaxed and mellow than the ladies are so there'd be a lot more vocalization here if this was a female group but the boys are very mellow just like humans i <laughs> don't know about that terry <laughs> and there's a lot of um misinformation about goats you know they get a terrible reputation for being destroyed is the landscape but we're working with them all the time and that's just not what we see now goats are selective browsers so there's a couple of things you know when you see goats down in farmland eating grass that's symptomatic of habitat reduction goats do not want to be down eating grass it's not even a preferred diet for them so they love woody species they love eating at head height and they're also selective browsers so what they like doing um unlike a sheep will graze to the ground put their head to the ground goats um will sort of sample food and move on so you shouldn't have an intensive impact or a negative impact on on a landscape
0: coming into the rutting season now what do you expect to see
1: um hijinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Well, i meant with the males <laughs> and the females well, oh, what yeah. happens with the males say first
1: well, yeah, they'll start jostling around now, pushing and shoving, and, and they really it's spectacular to watch. But they rear right up onto their back legs; they probably are up at like six, seven, six feet probably in in height when they rear up onto their back legs, and they'll run towards each other and clash horns, and the noise of that clash is is quite something. And um, does that
0: take place all day long, or just early in the mornings?
1: No, at this point they're sort of just training, so they'll have a little gym session <laughs> where they they'll get into that activity, and then they go back to to just grazing. But it's mm-hmm. you know it's part of their cycle. They're preparing for that they're kind of they're training up and they're getting strong and what about the females then um, they don't bang heads for two months at all Terry right. so um, what do they do <laughs> nothing they get on with life they're still rearing um, right. the babies from last year so they kind of are like still teaching them about poisonous plants so if you're up on the headland with us you'll hear some of the nannies kind of making a spitting sound so they actually show the kids and are constantly teaching and training those young born with us in April of this year you know oh don't touch that there's a lot of education happening on this While well, this lot are banging heads the the ladies are securing the future of the old Irish
0: goat with education. And how many old Irish goats are there throughout the country?
1: What we know is is that these animals are critically endangered so they're at a level right now where if we didn't have the intervention of a project like ours trying to preserve them that we would lose them. What we do know is that there's an a dramatic reduction in terms of what the numbers are. We know that in the 1800s that there was 265,000 animals, at least in this country, and we know that because that was around the amount that were exported to the UK. Uh, What we have today is potentially sort of around the... three to four thousand animals remaining based on what we do know about the existing herds or the remaining herds it's a big drop isn't it it's absolutely colossal we did a piece of study looking at the irish place names around the country and it's a beautiful piece to get a picture on where the previous distribution was because of course back when these places got their names and the only goat that was on the island was the old irish goat and so there's over 209 place names on the osi maps that are connected to the goat so there's a couple of goat related terms within that there's obviously which everybody kind of knows that one, but uh, Minchok for Nanny, Mianon for uh, Goat Kid, Pukon and Pikkaja for Buck. And when you look at that map, you get to see that these animals used to be all over this island. So, you know, there's been a really significant destruction of their population over the last 200 years. When you
0: let them out in the morning, they'd go on their, their merry way around Hothead, do they all stay together or do they break up into groups? The boys here, the girls there, the babies over there?
1: Our project is managed by a virtual fencing system. So the goats, before they get deployed onto their individual sites, they actually get trained onto a virtual fence. So instead of seeing a physical boundary, they'll get an auditory warning and they understand that when they approach a perimeter, even though they can't see it, that it means that they need to stop and turn back. But we have groups working and they they're do not they not free roaming, they're not just wandering around the headland, they're working within projects with within these virtual fencing so sometimes the virtual fence paddock will be literally like a channel because it'll be a corridor for a fire break and sometimes it'll be a different uh, shape or size because they're actually reducing biomass the system is hugely effective for managing these animals they're so intelligent they understand the system as long as we make sure that they have enough food and they have enough water and they feel safe they are highly compliant with that system and we make sure that they are, they do have all of those things the other reason why the virtual fencing is such an incredible piece of technology for us to be using is that it allows us to create exclusion zones within the paddocks so that means if we find vegetative succession saplings or plants that are noxious like rhododendron we can actually create areas that the goats can't enter within the paddock so it's a hugely enabling piece of technology. Now Hoth
0: Head can be a very populated area particularly in summertime when the weather is good how do the goats then interact with humans
1: well, they're curious, but they're also quite elusive. So our animals will be very different depending on which humans are present. So with ourselves, they're used to us and mm. they'll kind of approach, especially with Melissa.
0: Now, Melissa is the, the goat herder.
1: She is. Melissa manages us, our project manager here in Hoth, on Hoth Head for the Hoth Goat Grazing Project.
0: Over the last two years then, how successful have the goats been?
1: Well, it's been, a, it's been a, a hugely successful project, both in terms of, um, I think, how the social enrichment for the people of Hoth. The goats are incredibly happy. Uh, they, this is goat country. You can see how hilly it is. This is an area where man and machine would really struggle to manage the land, but for the goats, they make light work of it. And then they're so nimble-footed, they don't contribute to soil erosion. So they're able to enrich the environment while they're here in terms of the real task that they're here for which is fire mitigation and reducing the threat of fires in Hoth, they're thankfully have been successful so far it's a system that needs to be maintained though you know what i mean it's not a quick solution and so you know we hope that Hoth will remain to be their home for a long time There's well it was
0: initiated as a, a three year strategy so you're going into year three now when that year is over, what do you hope for them for the future?
1: It, it's a very large headland and it, uh, like it does have some, some topography challenges in terms of how uh, the land could be managed in a gentle way. The great thing about having the goats here is it's a gentle management. You know, it's, you know we don't even need to put up fences to control the animals and the landscape um, has a natural solution to manage this issue.
0: You refer to this as conservation grazing.
1: Yes. What is
0: conservation grazing?
1: Well, it's really a strategy of restoring the landscape using a grazing animal to do so. The idea of using animals is to offer a more natural process, especially in places like Hoth, where what we have here is a a large amount of heathland. Livestock have been removed from that area and in the situation of Hoth it's allowed plants like bracken and quartz to overtake. And the problem there is is that you end up with an ecologically non-diverse environment Mm. so the goats are able to challenge and and offer to rebalance that landscape the idea will be that really what we want to do is increase the biodiversity here through a number of different mechanisms but the goats are a part of that strategy and then rehabilitate the landscape i think and it's working It is working. Yeah, it's great. There's some really good signs that this strategy is going to be very effective here. Um, I suppose the reality is is the challenges that lie ahead of all of us right now is can we rehabilitate different types of habitats? Can we restore them to a high level of functioning or a good level of functioning might be a more reasonable ask at the moment so that they can coexist and support each other you know it's about a balance of habitats I mean you know we do need more trees coming into these environments we all know that but not every environment is ready for trees in Hoth the only thing that was altering the landscape here was the burn cycle and so we weren't seeing vegetative succession and and this was an, an ecology led project from the start this mechanism was suggested by ecologists
0: and can you see this project being rolled out in other parts of the country
1: I think the goats um, have the potential to be hugely useful in rehabilitating and restoring environments, particularly in some of the upland areas. This is actually a job that the goats have been doing for for millennia here. People ask us quite regularly, it was a genius idea coming up with conservation grazing for goats. Who came up with that idea? the goats did is the answer and so really what we're doing is we're returning a natural mechanism and we're just adding management that's all we're really doing here we're keeping an eye on them we're taking care of them and obviously we're combining what is a really ancient technology the goats themselves with modern technology in terms of the management system with the virtual fencing
0: Thank you very much indeed, Terence Flanagan and Sinead Keane from the Old Irish Goat Society. More details on our website, rte.ie forward slash movie.